You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for our final Total Drama Island Season 1 recap. Uh, I guess season only of Total Drama Island, uh, but season 1 of Total Drama recap as we've brought you about six different false finales. And we're finally through with the finales. And we are here to just recap the season as a whole, if we even remember everything that happened about eight months ago. Uh, we have our full panel here to discuss all the best and worst moments of Total Drama Island, all the best and worst characters, all the best and worst episodes, and all the best and worst hosts. Um, I don't know. Uh, I have been selected to host this episode, which means I was voted the best. I am just taking that. So I'll start it off with, my name is Colin, and I was picked as the best host. All right. Yeah, my, my name was uh, Rossi, and I was picked as the most frequent host. <laughs> my name is Ivan, and I was picked the most uh, nerdiest host. And my name is Jared, and I was picked as the most likely to appear in every single episode. <laughs> the only one well to appear on every single episode. Well done. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not even a host, and he appears on every single episode. We are here at the end of Total Drama Island. Now, I'll kind of start us off here just to get, you know, generic feelings on the season. Um, because I came in as the blind virgin, as we uh, uh, deemed me at the beginning of season one, having known nothing about this show, despite being the only Canadian uh, that, that is from the home country that this show originates from. Uh, I sort of only knew of it through seeing it on TV, never bothered to watch it. Mm-hmm. I think, Rossi, you and Jared uh, sort of talked about doing this, and then one day you pitched it to me, and you said, Jared and I have a de- an idea for a show, and uh, it's something we could cover from the beginning, and don't worry, you don't even have to do any work on it. And here I am hosting the final episode, but <laughs> uh, I'm glad I was here, though, because I think when you pitched it to me, I said, oh, it's a Canadian show. You know, it's kind of a parody of Survivor. I'd be down for that. I'll, I'll, I'll start out uh, throughout the season and see how it works. And I think I'm probably at about 75% of the episodes I've been here. The ones I haven't, it hasn't been because I wasn't enjoying the show. I think we actually got a listener question at one point saying, are you not enjoying the show anymore? Are you, is that why you're not on? And I'm like, no, I just don't have time. Um, but, uh, I like the show a lot more than I thought I would. And, uh, there's always, you know, homework projects we do where we're doing a month on this or a month on that. And even if it's something you absolutely love, it feels like it's homework. We're about to start DC Movie Month, and I love all the DC movies. You know, I'm not one of these DC movie bashers, uh, but it still feels like homework. You have to sit down, you have to take notes. This is just, you know, nice, light entertainment. And uh, I think what surprised me most throughout the season was how invested I got. I mentioned this a few times, how invested I got in the stories, in the vote-outs, in the drama, and just in predicting how this was going to go. I think that they perfectly nailed the reality TV genre, as it was in 2007, in some cases, predicted where it would go in the future. Uh, really enjoyed this show. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I uh, am going to be super fan number one on this episode, but uh, enjoyed a lot more than I thought I would. Now, what I think worked about Total Drama Island is, again, that just perfectly nailing reality TV and never sacrificing, oh, this is kids entertainment. Okay, occasionally sacrificing this is kids entertainment for you know, a, a proper real parody of reality TV and Survivor and other shows. Uh, but for the most part, really focusing on that. And especially with the surprise vote outs and surprise people coming back. And I, I think as much as I'm going to be sort of down on 
who eventually did come back when we discussed that episode, the, the fake merge, fake, you know, come back episode. Um, the fact that they did surprise me, it, that is the way nobody expected Burton and Lil were coming back in Pearl Island. So, uh, <laughs> they did so many things right in this show. Uh, now what I didn't quite think worked, and this is where I'm going to be interested. I've been the biggest critic throughout the season of uh, too many episodes focusing just on the challenge. And, Here's a montage of everybody getting their bit, and I feel like the show came into its own, you know, a few episodes in where they didn't feel like they had to show every single character uh, and, and what they participated in the challenge and found more ways to work storylines and rivalries throughout it. So that's what I really enjoyed about the show. Uh, Rossi, as the most frequent host of the show, what worked for you? What didn't work? Uh, it's so hard to be negative because I love the show so much. Um I think what worked is the parody. You talked about it really well. The parody of like, uh, this is reality TV, but like also it's like kind of a kid show. It's like a cartoon. Like I think it was smart in the parody. Like, you know, it's like super jokey and like ridiculous at some points and like on both the level of like, this would be funny to a kid, but like an adult, it's like one of those things where like kid shows throw in really adult jokes and it goes over the kid's head, but they still laugh but the adults are the one really laughing. I feel like it does that really well. Um, and then just a lot of the sort of characters, I, I think that that really worked well. It, it took what, you know, rally TV does now and, and sort of, or it did then maybe then with like your stereotypical casting. And it sort of made it this teen version that works so well. And, and these characters that they were able to write play off of one another so well, um, and yeah, some of the drawbacks were some of these challenges that drug like were just too long. Or sometimes I think Jared and I called out the fact that like wasn't this like just like last week's challenge but done differently? Like I think we had three different episodes where it was like a a, a race where you have to compete in like three part challenges. Uh, like and they were just modified it differently. Oh, you're working in teams this time. So predicting the future of Survivor and reality TV. <laughs> I mean. Once they go to the puzzle part of the challenges, then I'll say that they did that. <laughs> but I mean, I love this show so much. So even the negatives are just sort of like things that I would more nitpick than I would say is like, uh, it took away from the show as a whole. Most nerdiest co-host, Ivan, your thoughts. My thoughts on the season. I think you're absolutely right that it uh, fulfilled its goal in parodying several aspects of reality TV, especially Survivor, which it most closely resembles for obvious reasons. And in regards to the focus on the challenges, I felt that, yeah, it is a bit of a departure because in Survivor it's a lot more structured where you have the challenges have their own self-contained parts of the episode and occasionally gets referenced outside the episode, especially if there's an important event. But, Usually, for the most part, the focus is on the interaction with the contestants back at camp in the in Survivor, and we saw that there were some episodes where it was almost entirely the challenge, and then we saw some episodes where they started to blend in a few more uh, interaction scenes that weren't necessarily challenge related. And most frequent. Uh, panel member, I don't know what we called you, Jared. 
Uh, I think lots of things work really well. Um, I just love the humor of the show. I think there's some really good character development um, throughout. Um, and I love most of all when it just goes, um, I suppose, as we dub it, kind of classic total drama when the situation just escalates and, and goes further and further and further uh, throughout an episode. Um, I think the issues, I think particularly kind of around Merge, there were major issues with the pacing of the show. Um, I think they lost a kind of a lot of storylines and they didn't have a lot to pull on in terms of who was working with who. And then they had these random, um, I suppose, like the need for a couple and then just random kind of pairings. And, and they lost a lot of momentum and storytelling there. But I do think that kind of picks up um, Endgame. But I do think it's definitely, yeah, a lag around the Merge um, and also I think there's a section there too where there's just really random boots and not enough traditional votes and it gets very, uh, annoying and I think unsatisfying with just the amount of kind of out of the blue, uh, twists and, and vote offs that don't make a whole lot of sense and, and just questioning whether it was actually a vote or somebody was eliminated just based on a challenge. Um, but I think outside of that, um, it's great, particularly start and finish, I think, are really strong. This is something that feel free for anybody to spoil for me for future seasons, but do they stick with about the same amount of characters and about the same amount of episodes for each season? So we're talking like 22 characters and 26 episodes. Is that normal for pretty much every season? Nope. <laughs> no. Less than that? I'm not sure how detailed you would want me to go into it, but the simple answer is not every season of Total Drama Island has this exact format of I think 26 episodes in a special. This is the most, and I, I, Ivan, you can maybe correct me on that. Let's see. So there's the 26 standard episodes, there is a special, and if you count the recap episode, this is technically the longest season. And this excludes any sort of bonus content like audition tapes, because then we get too much in the weeds. See, one of the things that I thought they did so well at the end of the season, because I'm agreeing with Jared, I feel like the middle, it, it really just started to slow down a lot around the merge where I thought it should have been more exciting. And I think that was just having too many characters. It's the same problem there was, I think, for the first couple episodes for me. There was just too many people to follow. And for a show that's this long, we're watching this pretty much week by week, the same as when it originally aired. I mean, it, it gets exhausting after a while. And I I would hope that, you know, future seasons have maybe just, even not even a lot, just a, a few less characters, a few less episodes. And then that would immediately take care of a lot of the filler that we have. But what they did so well was reincorporating all these characters into the end. I mean, we'll talk about favorite episodes now, I guess, uh, and kind of bridge into that. I don't know if I would call it my absolute favorite episode, but yeah, I'd, I'd have a couple at the top, and one of them for me would be the Ponderosa episode. Ivan, you're going to know the name of it. Which one was that? The uh, Ponderosa episode, I believe mm. the name was um, Haunt de Campshire. Hot Campshire, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, there we go. One, you know, such an entertaining episode. In some ways, they did more with all of those voted out characters in one 22-minute episode than they were able to accomplish with the majority of them throughout two, three, four, five, six episodes, maybe even more. 
Uh, and it, it was just, you know, a one-off thing that you could consider filler that I thought was just perfect to reintroduce these characters. And then even though I don't feel any of the other episodes after that really lived up to what this show had, you know, I'd say pre-merge, uh, with some of my favorites, uh, I thought the way that they kept incorporating the characters in there, like in the, uh, the fear, not the fear factor, but, uh, what was the, the, the gross out challenge where it was the, the castaways, votes on what the people had to do little things like that and then just bringing characters up over and over again that i thought really helped the end of the season to give everybody a character that mattered at the end because this is a vote and if it was just we're left with these people and here's a bunch of characters you don't remember i mean it was great to bring all those people back in that would probably be my favorite of the latter episodes although you know i briefly talked about it last week you know as i was uh racing towards work uh for a million dollars but uh i i loved the one-off special they did uh, for the, the, the race for the suitcase or the, the briefcase or whatever. I just thought that was fantastic. And that to me was the perfect finale. Um, other than that, I'll always go back to the one that really sold me on the show, uh, which was probably in the first, you know, handful of episodes was the talent show one. Uh, Ivan, you know the name of the talent show one? Anybody else? The, uh, was called, uh, not quite famous. Oh, that one. And I'm sure Jared, you and Rossi will remember. I mean, that was where I was really sold on the show. And I think I brought it up over and over again. This is how you incorporate a challenge in it. So many characters really stepped up in that episode and they, they had ways of incorporating drama in there. I like the, uh, I already forget the name of the, the guy, but the guy who was trying to interject himself into the love triangle that was just pathetic at it. Uh, who was that again? Cody. Cody. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. And. And for me, just, you know, Harold coming out at the end, just this totally surprising ending of Harold with these incredible skills, the one guy that nobody wanted to go, which just became a running gag on the season. To me, that that might be my overall favorite episode. And I think what what the three of you sort of have experienced throughout this is you'd watch an episode and then you'd be like, you know, I always love this. I remember uh, Rossi, you and Jared we'll both talk about dodge brawl as in like, you know, I had such fond memories of this episode. And for that reason, you maybe held it in a higher regard than I did for me. I feel like if, if 10 years from now, we're recapping this again, not quite famous is going to be the one that I always go back to. Uh, one of the other ones I loved was um, uh, the, the, the canoeing one, the rafting one uh, that introduced the, the cursed idol. Uh, right. We, that was an amazing episode, which I think that was the one I was most sad that I couldn't be on. Cause uh, after uh, I had watched the episode, it was like a week or two later. I'm like, I really wish I'd been on that episode because it was amazing. Uh, and, you know, being able to get a lot out of the the, the characters, uh, some of those random love stories that developed or, or showmances, uh, that was where it was really introduced in that episode. And it was just a cool setting for it. Um, I'm trying to think if there are any other ones that I really liked. Uh, I don't even remember if I was that high enough when we discussed it a couple weeks ago. But the one where they had to build their own bikes, I thought, was just so much fun. Uh, and yeah. just, again, a, a crazy ending that maybe not the perfect ending in an episode, but being able to have a climax to or you know, close to climax to that, um, you know, drama building between Heather and Lindsay was just amazing. Uh, some of your favorite episodes throughout the season, uh, Rossi. Um, yeah, I will talk about the honorable mentions, like the ones that I hold special. But, like, maybe I could see now that, like, after watching it, maybe not as great pieces of television, um, but the Dodgeball episode and uh, the one you hated probably the most, the sleeping episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just love those episodes. They just have a special place to me. 
but some of my favorites, I love the paintball one with the, when I had to wear the deer antlers. Uh, and then like it just dissolved the alliance of Beth and Lindsay and Heather, like that big breakup there. Um, you mentioned the, the Ponderosa episode that I forgot how good that was. Uh, you know, the bike episode, that was a good one. I love, I also forgot how much I loved the last episode, like the, the million dollar hunt. Like that was a really good one. And the one, surprisingly enough, despite the fact that, you know, we can say like, oh, well, when there's a lot of people, it's hard to keep track. But I love the episodes when everyone's or almost everyone's there. Like I sort of loved that first few, the first, I don't even know if it's the first episode because it's like two episodes, but like the premiere is just so exciting as well. Like with the challenge of jumping off the cliff at the beginning and everything and, and sort of some of the last challenges when, you know, you've got everyone involved and you've got to have the, you know, the dare challenge where everyone's got to do that kind of stuff together. Like some of those challenges where you get to see everyone have their say is exciting. N- not specifically when it's like, Oh, my turn to shine. Like when you just rotate the spotlight, but when, Everyone's there. It's just a lot more exciting for me to watch. Ivan, what about you? So some episodes that stood out for me, I know they're two separate episodes, but I got put them together, the first two episodes, Not So Happy Campers Part 1 and 2, because it was the first everything. It was the first time we're seeing the characters, Chris and Chef, the first challenges, the first time we see the teams together the first confessionals, the get used to the show. And it was kind of like watching Survivor for the first time all over again, where it's just a new experience. You're meeting a new cast and you're just seeing it all unfold. And then I also did like the town show episode, not quite famous as well as Dodge Brawl, mainly because it was a good a character episode, particularly for one of the better pre-merged characters in Harold. The bike episode, That's Off the Chain, was pretty great. It was a great way to wrap up Heather and Lindsay's storyline. And then the last two competitive episodes, uh, I Triple Dog Dare You, and the very last episode, really, as we know now, not so aptly named, but it was very enjoyable. And Jared, some of your favorites? Uh, I think the ones that stand out are uh, echoing what other people have said, the very last episode of the season, the lead into total drama action. Um, I just think like that was a longer than normal episode, and I don't, really don't think there was anything that I would change about that episode. Um, I feel like we, like when we talked about it, we talked about how balanced it was, the fact that we have this massive cast but it felt like you really heard from everybody in that episode. Um, and I think what they do well in that and other episodes that I love is random kind of pairings and groupings of contestants. So I also love the Final Four episode, uh, Are We There Yeti? Um, just because Gwen and Heather working together um, was really interesting to see, particularly since they've been enemies throughout the season. Um, it was a nice turnaround, and I think kind of the one-up, throughout the challenge uh, is really fun. Uh, other than that, that's off the change has to be up there. Um, great breakdown by Lindsay, amazing kind of moments throughout. Um, and I think one of those uh, random elimination episodes that kind of works. Um, yeah. I'll keep this shorter for least favorite episodes. Cause I mean, ultimately I think that this show was more, 
good than it was bad. Uh, Rossi, I, I really only have two that I downright and like, oh, this is a bad episode. Uh, Rossi, you mentioned the, the first one, which was the sleeping challenge one. Uh, again, I thought it was a really interesting concept that just got really dull in the end. Uh, and the other one to, to me, which I think was even worse than that was phobia factor, which again, so many, you know, a, a few little good gags here and there's so much promise to the premise and then just such absurdity that it, it, I think you reach a point even in an animated show where it just becomes so unrealistic and so over the top that there's no humor to it. It's just like, wait, that's not even possible in like a funny, a good example that if anybody saw it would be the, the remake of the vacation movies that had Ed Helms in it. Uh, the humor in that often went to a point where it was like so unrealistic that it just, it wasn't funny. It just took you out of the moment. And that to me was the worst example of that. Two of the earlier episodes there. So I, I feel like even though some of my favorite episodes were in the beginning, I feel like some of the, my least favorites were in the beginning as well. Uh, Rossi, any standout worst episodes for you? Let's skip Rossi. <laughs> Ivan, any standout worst episodes for you? Yeah, so there are a couple stretches of the season where I felt like there's either a lack of ideas or they really cut out some of the players that were still in the game. And the one that stands out for me was the stretch of episodes 8 through 10, which is pretty much up the creek where Beth finds the cursed Tiki Idol up until her elimination two episodes later. And especially that's also during the uh, Killer Bass winning streak, and we see a lot less of some of those players, particularly Sadie, who I don't think has a single line in any of those episodes, that was kind of like, okay, so we're getting some good content from some of the cast, but the best told drama is when we get the most out of as many players as possible. I'm not saying that every episode, every contestant has to get the same amount of lines or same amount of screen time because that's literally impossible to even it out Exactly, but I guess it is a product of that they stuck with 22 players to start the season, and then even as they were voting them out, like there's still several early episodes where like we didn't hear from people, and the post merge wasn't necessarily spotless either. I think. The biggest issue I have is the Camp Castaways episode, not just because of Mr. Coconut and the non-elimination episode, but it is essentially not too different from the challenge that we get in the next episode, Are We There Yet? It felt like, so that stretch of episodes with the same group of four contestants, it kind of drags a bit. Jared? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to kind of remember what I, which episodes that I binned, because I believe there were a couple, um, but off the top of my head, I think, uh, brunch of discussing this, um, just for where kind of it sat in the running order, the fact that we just hit this, this merge, and then we divide the teams into guys and girls, and it's just a reward challenge, I really feel like it sucks the momentum out of uh, the show. It was so exciting to, to finally get to the point where, where everybody was merging and then to have like an episode with no boot, um, 
I think was a really big letdown. I don't think um, it does a whole lot in terms of kind of setting up what's going to happen moving forward either. Then other than that, I'd echo what Ivan said about Camp Castaways. I just think <laughs> it's just just where, yeah, it was where it's at again. It's like we're getting close to the end. Now we introduced a stupid, like, as much as I kind of like Mr. Coconut, I just hate the fact that, like, it, it sucks up an entire episode. I feel like you could have put that as a side plot anywhere. Um but yeah, the fact we have to watch this whole episode for a non-contestant to get eliminated um, when we're really getting down to the end, I just think is is frustrating. Um, and it was an episode two where I feel like Owen wise, we we do get a lot of kind of his like uh, like fart and like fat humor. So um, yeah, not the, and the best beard. episode all around. The beard <laughs> is great. There's some stuff in there, but just when they go to the well too many times in terms of the predicted humour. I just think it doesn't work. Yeah, What's with the fake was... beard? Ow! Well, <laughs> that, was, that was the big debate we had. Is like, is it supposed to be a fake beard? Is it real? They never resolve that in the episode. But I think of all the bad episodes, if we're going to label these as the bad episodes, that's the one where I think it's at least the most memorable. And, and I completely agree with you. It is a wasted episode, and I don't know if any of us bought it. I don't even know if any of us rented it. But... It seems to be the one that I remember the most, though I think, if anything, it has that going for it. Uh, Rossi, do you want to weigh in on the Camp Castaways debate and pick uh, worst episodes of the season? Uh, yeah, I'm sort of with Jared on that. I didn't love it, uh, especially too much Owen. <laughs> so it's kind of down there for me. Uh, and also I'm with Jared that that unnecessary gross food eating merge episode uh, that just took up more time than we needed. Um which is essentially just the the Bridget show um, that they just turned into a challenge um, was kind of low. Um, oh, and the other ones that bothered me were the ones where the challenges felt like the same. Uh, so like there was the one was like, who can you trust? Which was just like repeated like two episodes later and like the torture challenge, like just they repeat the challenges. So the episodes lose something for me. And, even though I liked the idea of the episode, the one with the, like, killer after them, like, and they have to survive the night with the, a murderer on the island. Yeah. And it's, like, not a real murderer, but, the real like, a good idea, but, like, it was just not a good episode. And then the elimination, mm. like, made no sense. Yeah, that was one of those ones where I, I think, if I remember right, all of us were sort of on board we really liked the first half of the episode and then it just sort of fell apart. Um, you know, I wouldn't put it in my worst, but I think it's definitely one that would, you know, go down as like a big letdown once you get to the end. Uh, as far as characters go, uh, I, I think it's pretty obvious who my favorite character is. I'll kind of just give a, a grouping of favorite and least characters, uh, favorite and least favorite characters together. Uh, for me, Heather is the ultimate character on this show. Uh, she is the driving force behind all the storylines. Uh, she is the most realistic character I think that they depicted this season as far as what you get on reality television. I mean, they go out of their way to cast people exactly like this. And as ridiculous as it sounds, this is what you get. And she just made for so much entertainment throughout the season. And the way that even though I said her vote out, I wish that had been a bigger moment. The fact that it just ends with her being, you know, bald and then with a, a, a mullet wig, like it just humiliate the character was in a strange way really appropriate. Uh, my other favorites, I loved Gwen, I loved Duncan, uh, Harold has a special place for me, as well as Beth. I think those 
would probably be my big five. I, I, I thought that Harold and Beth were just used perfectly, but yet I'm happy with where they went because I feel like those are characters that if they lasted longer, it probably would have gotten old. Uh, characters, I mean, you could go all the way back to the beginning for ones that just didn't work at all. Uh, I thought the Justin, we mentioned this last week, I thought the Justin was great for what they used him for. And then when they actually had him talk in the final episode, I'm like, wow, this character is getting on my nerves really quickly. Uh, so I, w- I would throw him in there as a least favorite character, uh, just because I feel like, you know, you missed the boat with what he should have been. Uh, and then the other ones that, you know, Bridget, I felt like Bridget on her own was fine. Bridget with Jeff, I just couldn't have cared less. Uh, and same thing with Jeff. I felt like Jeff was good on his own, but Jeff with Bridget, I don't know if that would be one of the showmances you were talking about, Jared, that just, it, it was there just to be there. There were a lot that they just randomly threw out there, Lashana and Harold, uh, which at least had some humor to it, but I don't think they should have continued the joke all the way to the end. Uh, really, I think the only one that, that I would label as being a flat out disappointment, although not a bad character, would be DJ. Because they just did nothing with him. And whenever they did something with him, like, this is a really interesting idea. that This big guy, this guy who looks like he's he's a monster, he's a powerhouse, is really just this this coward. No, coward in a fun way. You know, kind of a lovable coward. Um, it's such a great idea for a character. And they literally did nothing with him. Uh, it got to the point where I thought he was voted out several times. Uh, so uh, I, I don't know if... He's a character who I can't even remember. Does he come back in the next one? Do we see him in the water at the end? Uh, Justin, yeah, he's in the water. Oh, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Yes, he's in the water too. Both and DJ, who you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, DJ. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm, I'm running through too many of my least favorite characters here. Uh, but yeah, okay. So all of them come back. All my least favorites come back. So we get a second <laughs> shot of them. So really, nobody I dislike. There are some that are just forgettable, like Ezekiel. I think I put him on my predictions list for who's going to come back next season just because they constantly brought him up despite the fact that he had no significance on the show. Can't really give an opinion one way or another on him, but uh, those would be the ones like Bridget, Jeff, DJ, and Justin that I just felt like either overstayed their welcome or in DJ's case never lived up to the potential that they had. Uh, I'm forgetting the order here. Anybody, Rossi, <laughs> favorite and least favorite characters. I already know who your favorite is. I mean, you gotta talk about Lindsay when you talk about best characters. <laughs> and I think Jared's probably gonna say the same thing when he gets his turn. But yeah, Lindsay, I mean, she was the character that like sold the show for me, so obviously I gotta give her much love. I mean, I agree with you. Duncan, Heather, Gwen, great characters. Uh, uh, and then there are a few people that in terms of like, Maybe not my like favorites, but like people that I was surprised at how much I enjoyed. Like I didn't remember liking them as much. Um, people like Courtney, I didn't remember liking as much, but she was really great. Izzy was really great. I didn't remember liking her as much. I completely forgot to mention Courtney. She's definitely up there for me. Love Courtney. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Lashana was. I said Lashana. Did I? If I didn't, Lashana, another great one that I remember. I didn't remember as much. Um, and random. Early boot that I I really have a like for Noah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. um, at least I don't know. I, the one that I'd say like the least memorable would be for me because I can't I don't really dislike anyone like you said, but like Tyler had like really no character at all. He liked yeah. Lindsay and that was the extent of it. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
<laughs> oh, oh, we we touched a nerve here. <laughs> to be fair, Tyler is nowhere near my favorites list, but he does have a character. He's goofy, he's klutzy, he's a jock who can't back it up. Unfortunately, those moments were few and far between, especially in the grand scheme of things. He got used up a bit in his first few episodes, and then he gets voted out, and then he, you know, he doesn't really... He's one of two players not to talk in the uh, Ponderosa episode, so it does feel like the writers forgot about him for after he was voted out. But for the moments he was there, he, he is kind of the Noah category where... He was there for a good time, not a long time. Sorry to cut you off. You can continue. I mean, that was it. Other than Come the on, fact fight, that... fight, fight, fight! <laughs> oh, I'm okay, not so... that passionate about Tyler to start yeah. going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't even know if... That doesn't even necessarily sound like he's going to make your list, uh, Ivan, but uh, who are some of your favorite characters? So... Yeah, the boot order of this season was pretty good, so a lot of my favorites definitely made it far. Lindsay, Izzy, gotta give Heather some props. Like, she was a big, uh, person involved in a lot of this season's story and drama. I thought Jeff was fun, Gwen was cool, and I think Duncan was pretty cool too. We get a bit of Owen fatigue throughout the season, but he has his moments of brilliance. And then to give some pre-merge some love, like, I kind of have a, an interesting, like, opinion about Courtney. Sometimes I like her, sometimes I hate her, but at least in this season, overall, I think Courtney was pretty good, and it was really a shockwave when she was uh, voted out pre-merge. And Harold and Cody, I thought, were pretty likable as well. Any least favorites? Least favorites, um, I think Katie and Sadie were one note and underutilized, particularly Sadie. I think once Katie was voted out, they could have given Sadie a bit more of a personality on her own, but instead, like, she was ignored for all but two episodes before she was voted out. Um, Justin was kind of there, like, I understand that was kind of the point. He was purposefully silent for much of this season, but because of that, like he kind of slips down the rankings for me for this season. And I think my least favorite player that kind of gets far, I guess by default it is DJ because I don't really have an opinion one way or another about him. Like he does have his moments like with the rabbit and, he makes a few comments here and there, which are funny, but he's mainly a support character. Like, he helps Jeff with getting Bridget, and, uh, yeah, that's a lot of his character is helping other characters drive the plot. So, yeah, I can't really have DJ too high. Jared, favorite before, wait, favorites. Before you go to Jared. Oh, Rossi, I, Ross, okay, fight, fight! <laughs> I cannot believe I didn't say least favorite Owen. I literally forgot. <laughs> I, okay, I was going to wait for this all to end, and I'm like, nobody's mentioning Owen, which I'll have a comment on that in a second, but um, anything Owen's specific you want to say about favorite. Owen? <laughs> okay, there we go. Uh, Jared, are you going to join in on the Owen hate? Uh, you want to do your favorites first or least favorites? I'll start with favorites. Um... I agree with lots of what's already been said. I think Heather is a real standout this season in particular. 
Um, Duncan's great. Lindsay's great. Um, Harold and Courtney are great as well. Um, I think in terms of uh, characters that I didn't remember or didn't like as much first time round, but I really come to love, I think Katie and Sadie uh, stood out a lot more on a rewatch than in my memory. And I just think, um, I agree with Ivan's point, and I think we kind of mentioned that it would be nice to see them be bigger characters by themselves. Um, but just, I think just because it's fresh in my mind, they're just amazing in that final episode. Um, and I think in, in like drips and drabs, the two of them together and that dynamic of like every episode, they have to have some sort of fight and then they make up, um, <laughs> is, is just really funny. Uh, in terms of characters I don't love so much, uh, Owen is up there, but Owen, like at least I have like a, a strong opinion, like it's a strong hate of the character. Um, so it's not like I would actually get rid of him. Some of the others, like, I think you could just completely do without, um, you know, I've never got, like, I feel like Noah has this cult following in the fan base and I've never understood it. And still to this day, I just, like, I just think this show could easily do without him. Um, other than that, I agree with uh, your point, Colin, about Bridget and Jeff being better individually, but I also think at the, like, the first half of their se- the season, their relationship is so much better with that awkward kind of Jeff not knowing how to, like, flirt with her and kind of, like, bumbling all the time. And then as soon as we lose that and they're together, um, they're just unlikable. The fact that every second they're on screen, they have to be, like, making out or, or being intimate in some way is just so frustrating and annoying. Them in the fu- in the last episode is lazy writing and just predictable from start to finish. Um other than those people, I agree with everybody's points on DJ. I think he's underutilized. It's kind of unclear exactly what his character type is. I think at some points it kind of uh, melds into the Tyler stereotype of this person who you think is going to be fit but is terrible at challenges. Um, also, I think Trent is a super bland character um, who I, I really cannot stand. Like His whole storyline is just him trying to... Um, boyfriend to Gwen and I just think like he just has like no backbone everything that he does is is like how can I please Gwen or like play like her demands like it's really frustrating I just wish that he had like more of like a storyline by himself Trent would be a difficult one for me because I could I would never have put him on the list but I completely get everything you're saying but I do like that the what he's able to bring out of Gwen's character. That's what I think I appreciate about Trent. But Trent on his own, yeah, complete waste. Um, I, I will say maybe the best episode we had on this, uh, all of our recaps this entire season revolves around uh, whether when he buried her alive, uh, where I think uh, uh, we'll, we'll put it on the best of at the end of the year, but something along the uh, lines of like, you know, she had no right to be angry because it's not like she died or anything. And uh, it, it sort of evolved into Jared saying like, okay, so if she was dead, then she could be angry. You know, <laughs> great. Mo- if we're picking favorite moments of the recaps, that would be mine. Uh, but with, let's just quickly talk about Jeff and Bridget. Um, do we get a proper resolution to their story? Because it, ultimately, should it not have been a thing about Jeff betraying Bridget? And I don't feel like that was ever made clear on the show. So I believe that they make up by the end of the episode 
Uh, I remember they make up, but like as far as the vote out goes, like I feel like it was just sort of glossed over whether he was part of her vote or not. And I I, I thought that would be a bigger part of the story and that maybe they would make a bigger point of that later on. Because I feel like all the other couples that they brought in this season, they had something to it. And that it seemed like it should have been, okay. well, Jeff's the swing vote. And then he should have been. And it was almost like the show never addressed it. Right. So it is very much kept ambiguous, both in the uh, story of the episode and if you just like sit down and do the math of who voted for who. And I won't go into too much of the weeds of it, but essentially Jeff would have had to have voted for Bridget to have mathematically eliminated her with the woman split between Owen and Duncan. Mm-hmm. But if Jeff didn't, if Jeff did vote for her, you know, why was he punished at the end of the episode? You know, you could argue that you can't really prove a vote. So your word is all you can go off of. And Duncan went off of Bridget trying to spare her feelings, but it's a mess. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of these vote outs where I feel like they either should have made a bigger deal about it or just follow up on it more than next week. Um, we're going to kind of end it off here. We'll have one quick thing at the end. We're going to end it off with us picking our top five moments of the season. So I'm going to let everybody else go first here, uh, just so you can help refresh my memory as the one who's only watched the season once. Uh, but I want to put at least one potential one out there. And Rossi, can I ask that you keep track of these for us to come up with a list? Because I don't have a working keyboard. <laughs> Got it. All right. So I'm going to put out one, which we can debate about it later. We'll kind of let everybody throw out a couple of their favorites here, and then we'll decide on a final five. But I, I, I really want to put out the final moment of all 14 people being in the lake. And it's like, hey, guess what? You're all coming. Back. What a great way to end a season that I don't think anybody could have seen coming. Perfect cliffhanger. Uh, great visual. That, that's my first one I want to put up there. Uh, we can have discussion on it throughout, but uh, let's just kind of go throughout. Rossi, name some of your favorite moments throughout the season, and then we'll add them to the list and then eventually decide on, I guess, the final five. I mean, I think Jared and I probably are similar. I think, like, that Lindsay meltdown uh, mm-hmm. when she's eliminated. Yep. The yeah. official <laughs> Lindsay meltdown, not the... Um... Bully of a girl! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that one's great. I... I mean, I don't know if this is going to make the list. It's probably not, but I just want to mention it. The Lindsay, when she, like, cooks the puffer fish and she puts, like, a sauce on it and a smiley face. Yeah. It's a funny moment, but I think we'll have to wait and see where it lines up with everything else we mentioned. But that was a good one. There's too many Lindsay because I want to hear every Lindsay. The the list is just Lindsay. Like Lindsay when Gwen's come back to the cabin. The list really is just Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay forgetting everyone's names. Yeah, there's too many. Uh, I mean, the Harold beatboxing as as well. I would throw out as well because that like takes everyone by surprise and is just a great moment. Uh, (laughs) um, I'm struggling for more, so someone else go. Yeah, I just uh, what I would give to have been in that recording studio in Canada when it's like, okay, Harold, your voice actor of Harold, whose name escapes me right now, we're going to ask you to beatbox. And this is what you have to say. Sure. <laughs> like if it was actually scripted like that, if it was um, improvised anyway, it was pretty great. Uh, Brian Brown was the voice actor, but anyway, that was, I agree with the Lindsay and Harold moments and I wasn't going to think about the uh, 
moment where Chris announces season two with the contestants on the lake, but that was a pretty good one too. The one I'll nominate is I'm not sure how to put this moment because it kind of takes up a lot of the episode, but I think the moment I'll narrow it down to one part of this. So the part of Chef's boot camp when they were doing the dancing thriller Michael Jackson style, I thought that was hilarious. Jared. Um I mean I, I echo all points, Lindsay. Um, I think clearly the whole list should just be her moments and that would be a fair representation of the season. Um, other than that, um, I think Heather reading Gwen's diary during the talent show, just because it's, I, almost, I feel like it's like the most evil thing she does the entire season. And it's like, we keep coming back to it. Like it's, it's referenced throughout. And I think that really sets her up as, uh, the villain of the season. Um, other than that, I'd also like to put in the ring, um, Courtney's character development in the episode with Duncan, where she goes from like straight lace, follow the rules to, um, stealing food and, and whatever else she does throughout that episode. I just love, uh, like silly Courtney with like the sugar rush. I don't just like Courtney's character development throughout that episode. Um, I think is kind of some of the best writing we see the entire season. I would also suggest, I don't know if it was mentioned and I just didn't catch it, but um, when Harold sabotages the vote to eliminate Ooh. Courtney. Yeah, yeah. I'd be, I'd be all for that one too. That was a um, big moment. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of Harold and Lindsay on here. <laughs> I'm glad because I was uh, I was debating as far as Heather moments go between the diary and um, the uh, the one where she kisses what's his name um, mm, Trent, uh, Trent uh, which I, I think the same lines of just you know it wasn't necessarily that, oh, what a great moment of TV, but what that set up in the story that I loved. But I would definitely lean more towards the diary, I think, out of those two, because I think that you you totally summed that up, Jared, uh, about the, being the most evil act of the entire season. Um, are there any that we I think we all agree on? It sort of sounds like everybody's for the, the final jump in the lake uh, oh, yeah. photo finish. Can we can we agree on the diary is one of the the must have moments of the season? Yeah, I can agree the diary. I don't know. I, uh, see if I was to give like a Lin, uh, not Lindsay, sorry, Heather like mean like villain thing, I almost want to go MP3 player over diary in some weird way. Yeah, but the thing is, the MP3 player was more secret and it only really affected Eva. Whereas mm-hmm. with the diary, yeah, it affected Gwen the most, but he outed Heather as the villain for sure. It took yeah, her to a new level. All right. The okay. way she used that for her manipulation. Okay, so we've mm-hmm. got potentially two on the table. Um, uh, <laughs> Harold's beatboxing, is that going to be uh, <laughs> a shoe in here? Hmm. Yeah, Let's I think put, I would rather what? have that Harold moment than the... Uh, sabotaging Courtney moment. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody, any other discussion on uh, Harold moment here? 
I think it's fair, because I, I think that too is like a recurring storyline of like Harold, he's either one way or the other, like he either mm-hmm. saves the challenge yeah. or like completely blows it. So, and I think that's kind of the best uh, representation of that and the most okay, unexpected now, one. I'm going to make Rossi very happy here and I'm going to at least throw my vote out there as well, which I'm guessing this is going to be one of these, if, if we don't put it on there, the total drama universe is going to kill us the mean bully of a girl has got to be on here does it not oh yeah Lindsay swearing at heather the censored version absolutely <laughs> all right so i think we have four solid ones now do we have any other argument for a fifth moment i don't know if uh, we mentioned it but i don't know if we want to include it but the sort of eliminated contestants voting to eliminate a contestant I don't know if that's <laughs> memorable enough, but I thought it was like one of the funniest moments of the show. The eliminated contestants also... and the parrot voting for an yeah. eliminated contestant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would almost want, like, I kept thinking to myself, I would almost want to have a chef moment here just because chef is like such an underrated character, but you can't really just, chef has background moments. I don't feel He's like the culmination has... of everything. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 25 uh, of us went into the jungle last that night. Only five <laughs> made it out alive. Um, what else? What else could we potentially throw on here? Hmm. We have a mixed bag of Owen supporters and haters here, but like, I think Izzy luring Owen to the finish line with the brownies, I think, is a pretty big moment. That, that is a good one. Uh, especially because it does play, you know, multiple ways, as we found out, through different countries. That's a potential one here. Uh, yeah. I would throw out their Mr. Coconut's vote out, just for the absurdity of it. <laughs> I don't know no. if I'm going to get any support for that. <laughs> no. Not the vote out, the episode after when he gets chopped at the beginning. <laughs> the, the We're an anti-Mr. Coconut podcast. <laughs> um... All right, so do we have uh, a general consensus here on anything? Any other moments people want to throw out there? Hmm. Uh, what about when I kind of like tranquilizes the... Heather? Yeah. Ooh. Well, that's a good one. <laughs> although I'd be interested to hear Jared's opinion here because you're kind of the biggest Owen critic. But does it make sense to pick at least the finish of the show, considering it, it is kind of a clever idea and, and it does play differently in different countries? Just the finish with Izzy luring him in with the food. Any discussion on that? Any reason you wouldn't want to include it? I mean, I kind of hate that finish, not just because Owen wins, but because I feel like it's really lazy writing. We we saw that like plot point like two, three episodes before it with like chefs cooking and then Owen running past the finish line, uh, which is echoed even more so in the version that where Gwen wins. So I just think. Yeah, it's a big moment of the season, like the crowning of, of, of the winner, and it's done kind of in a toad drama way in terms of, like, they just have a massive fan from somewhere. Um, I just think, like, we've we've seen it before throughout the season, um, so I don't think it was that kind of clever or exciting. All right, we need to come up with one more. So, um... hmm. How about... The moment where Owen jumps off the cliff, because this is like our first like iconic challenge moment, which does set the tone for the season and series. That's not a bad one. Any thoughts? 
I'd like to throw into the ring the theme song. <laughs> oh, oh, Ooh. I think we got it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think the theme song itself is oh. just so great. Uh, Rossi, do you have an objection to including the theme song as one of the top five moments of the season? I'm more upset I didn't say it. <laughs> oh, okay, there we go. We got our five. There all we right, go. so uh, I don't know if we want to order these. What, what would we ultimately say is number one of the season? I think theme song can be number five because it, <laughs> just out of fairness, yeah. including on the list is great. I love that. But uh, let's, uh, any objection with putting that at number five? No objection. Okay. Uh, what would we put as number, number one? Let's start number one. What is the ultimate moment of the season? Lindsay. Lindsay, yeah, I, I think that's a good one. Any other discussion? Uh, none for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Uh, and what are the other ones we have there, Rossi? We've got Harold beatboxing. We have, Harold's um, diary and the lake. The diary and then the, what was the last one? The lake. I think oh, Heather's, yeah. um, would Heather's diary, I think that could be a good number two. Mm. Yeah, I kind of like that just for the, the drama of it, for Total Drama Island. Are we good right. with that as number two? Yeah. All right. I, I would love to see Harold beatboxing at number three, but I think the, the finish of everybody jumping in the lake is just too good. Can we put that one on number three? Yeah, I think that's a good order overall. Lake and then beatbox. All right, so there we go. Our top five moments. Total Drama Island, season one, number five, the <laughs> song. <laughs> yeah. Number four, Harold beatboxing at the talent show. Number three, 14 people finish <laughs> for a million dollars jumping in the lake. Number two, uh, what was our number two? Heather. Heather Diary. Heather with, the, with Gwen's Diary. And then number one, Lindsay's. Sue Hawk rant, <laughs> censored or non-censored, ultimate moment this season. There we go. Um, one final thing we got to do here, and that is kind of give our preseason picks, which I think Ivan has the season memorized, so uh, we won't <laughs> regret his prediction here. But Rossi wanted to get mine and Jared's picks. What, what I decided is we'll kind of do like a final four of the people. Now, I don't know any of these new people who are coming back. Um, Jared, I don't know if you remember the season well enough that this is going to be a spoiler. Uh, but, uh, Rossi, let's start with me. Give me a rundown of the 14 people who finished in the lake that I'd be picking from here. All right, you got Justin, Duncan, Gwen, Izzy, Heather, Harold, Lashana, Jeff, Bridget, Owen, Tr- Lindsay, Beth, Trent, and DJ. Okay. Um, back to back, Owen? Well, <laughs> no, I'm going to go with, with Gwen and Heather again, because uh, I feel like there's so much more we can get out of that. Um, it's not that I'm happy about it, but I'm going to put Justin in the, just because as I mentioned last week on my brief appearance, the fact that they out of nowhere just decided to make him a major character who talks way too much felt to me like they're setting him up to be a win. So he's going to be my one. Now, Courtney wasn't in this, was she? No, Courtney was on the lake. Yeah. And that was my big disappointment because I think I had her on my predictions before we got to these predictions here. Uh, who, who else do I have, Rossi? Name them off for me one more time, the ones I haven't mentioned. I think it might be easier if I just tell you who you can't pick, because there's 14 in and 8 out. So as long as you don't pick Ezekiel, Noah, Tyler, Cody, Katie, Sadie, Eva, and Courtney, you're good. Uh, how do they not have Katie and Sadie on there? I think there were two of my other picks there. Uh, I've already narrowed down. Rossi told me I got like 10 out of the 14 right. Uh, so Beth is in there, right? Yes. Just to be random, I'm picking Beth, because... Uh, 
I, I, I really want to see more of Beth versus Heather as well. So there you go. There's my four. So you got Justin, Heather, Gwen, and Beth. Okay, yeah. an unbalanced gender ratio, but interesting choice. Jared, are, are you uh, forgetful enough of the season that you can give preseason picks? I am not. I solidly know like at least uh, the, the final two, so I'm going to uh, stay out of it. Okay. So when we come back, I will revise mine after episode <laughs> one to see how dumb I am. Uh, <laughs> it went all but, four eliminated in episode one. Exactly. <laughs> but that's pretty much all we got for Total Drama Island. Um, and we are coming back for Total Drama Action. Now, I should say, we're probably not going to be back next week for this. Uh, I would guess it's going to be potentially a couple weeks layoff, just as we start to get a few episodes in the can here. Um, I do have some other recording obligations that I have to make up over the next couple weeks, and I think we all deserve a bit of a break. Uh, it's been an exhausting eight months or whatever it's taken, but uh, again, a thrill that we've been able to do this entire season. Uh I have nothing really to add, but uh, for the three remaining, uh, just basic things. Are you excited? What are you excited about coming back for Total Drama Action when we do that in a couple weeks, months, whatever it is? Uh, Ivan, you first. Uh, What I'm most excited about is I feel like with other reality shows, you do see a bit of a jump in terms of story progression as well as strategy from season one to two. Like, from the get-go, you get a different vibe from Australian Outback when you, than you do with Borneo, for example. And I feel like now that there's been established relationships between these 14 contestants, there's a chance for new ones to evolve and old, and new ones to form and old ones to evolve. And it's a good chance for, especially the ones that are eliminated earlier within this group to, for us to get to know them better too. Uh, Jared, um, I'm excited for a, a smaller cast. Um, I think episode wise, it, it, it kind of sits very similar from memory. So I think there is kind of a lot of filler, but I'm excited for a, a smaller cast with kind of, I think maybe a more even edit of of people throughout the episodes. Uh, at least that's what I'm hoping for, anyway. And Rossi. I mean, I'm just excited. Like, I don't remember it. The smart man is one I remember least out of the first three. Um, and one of the things I always said during Total Drum Island is, I wonder what Colin thinks about this episode. So <laughs> I'm really excited to see what you think. Because um, you've crushed some of my favorites and uh, supported things that I didn't think were that great. So it's, I'll be interested to see where it goes on the one that I don't know too well. I look forward to disappointing you for another eight months. <laughs> Uh, but I, I'm excited that this is something different. Uh, I, I, we kind of touched on that last week that, uh, you know, I, I was unsure whether this would just be a direct continuation or something completely different. I think you both said, yeah, it is something very different. So I'm excited to see what it's going to be uh, and not really know going in. And I'm excited for new characters, too, because uh, it's great to have some of these characters back that we can get more out of. But uh, I, I'm, I'm thrilled to see what new characters they come up with uh, to just play on more different types, um, and a slightly shorter season. Uh, and to pick apart more of the sucks being edited out and uh, some of the really wonky edits. So uh, that'll be fun. Uh, thank you for everybody for joining us throughout the season. You can pick up our Can't Say Sucks t-shirt in the Total Drum Island 
logo <laughs> style at tpublic.com slash user slash OZN. Uh, and thank you for supporting the show and listening to us throughout the season. Uh, if you missed any, you can go back and listen to it from the beginning because we've now covered all of season one. Uh, and uh, other stuff we have going on, really just we're starting Justice League Month Part 2 uh, as we're getting into the last four DC movies leading into Wonder Woman. So we're going to have Justice League coming out probably right away uh, after you hear this or within a few days. Uh, and then we will do... Shazam and um, Aquaman and Birds of Prey uh, and eventually Wonder Woman as long as it's not delayed. And then we will also have a James Bond tribute month. We're not going to cover James Bond movies because you can listen to that all the way over on our sister show, Double Oz 7, where we've covered all the Bond movies. We're going to do sort of Bond parody movies or spy comedy movies, uh, including um, uh, a spy, uh, I Spy, that's what it was called, and Johnny English and other things. Uh, so some stuff still to come this year. Uh, and then maybe we will be back with Amazing Race coverage because that show is actually coming back at some point this fall. So exciting. Uh, everybody, thank you for being here. Um, Ivan, thank you for bringing your expertise. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to season two. Jared, thank you for bringing your enthusiasm for Lindsay and lack of enthusiasm for Owen. <laughs> no problem. I hope to continue that. And Rossi, thank you for hosting all but two weeks. Good to having so much sample job in these tough times <laughs> all right and my name is colin uh otherwise known as hit host in training thanks for downloading this episode from the oz network make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher google Podcasts, or by copying our rss feed into your preferred podcast provider and while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.